Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Lamar Jackson sets it off. Aaron Rodgers, still nothing. Bill Belichick is 100% right in the things he says. All that and a whole lot more coming off a fabulous football day. Plus, the final fours are set. The book is coming next week. Our first debates are tonight. Let's do this. Here we go. Only one place to start. All right, only one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Smart thing that we've done here is keep the hashtag crew close by. They have assembled around me. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. Cam is here. We are ready to go. And obviously all of the conversation coming from the Lamar Jackson tweets of yesterday. They happened um, late in the first hour of this radio show yesterday. And so that was fun because we were able to respond to them sort of in the moment, kind of by the seat of our pants. Now I have had some time to digest them. And so I'm going to do a green list for you this morning. We haven't done one of those in too long. My green list today will be the top five things that came from the Lamar tweets yesterday. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, Hembo, here we go. My top five things that come from the Lamar Jackson tweets of yesterday. Number five. The Ravens need a quarterback. Let's make it clear. He's not going back. I don't know what things are going to happen. I know one thing that isn't. Lamar Jackson's not playing for them again. The only way I see one path to that, and that is Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, some combination of those get fully guaranteed contracts, and it changes the paradigm of the sport, essentially changes the business plan as it has been put together for a hundred years and the Ravens wind up giving him a fully guaranteed deal short of that and I don't expect that short of that I do not see him playing for them ever again what do you think of that it's very hard to disagree with that what I know for sure is that Lamar Jackson is by himself not going to beat 32 NFL billionaires and that's what he's trying to do He's on his own. He's on an island. He doesn't have the help of Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. No, those other guys that you said. Maybe those guys could collect, get together, figure out a way to do this. But as it stands today, there is a, at most, 1% chance that he will ever play another snap for the Baltimore Ravens. Let's make it clear. For all of the NFL owners to get together and say, we are not going to give players guaranteed contracts, that is collusion. For Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson to get together and say, we're not signing a deal that isn't fully guaranteed. That's not collusion. They're well within their rights to do that. And it would change everything in the sport. But I'm not sure it will happen. And I don't blame the other guys for not doing it. Look, if you put $200 million in front of me that I'm... Let's just call it 135 of it is guaranteed. I'm just making up numbers here. And the rest of it I'm overwhelmingly likely to get. And you're telling me I should jeopardize that in any way over fighting for a principle that there's just no way I would do it. And I can't I, I can't blame any of the other guys for not doing it. So I don't know that those guys are going to demand this the way Lamar has demanded it. And I think, ultimately, he will not play for the Ravens again. Number four. Uh, Meek Mill is advising Robert Kraft, which I think is just fascinating. If you didn't see this, it came out of Robert Kraft's media availability yesterday that Meek Mill texted him 
to say Lamar Jackson wants to come to New England? And Kraft said his response was, that's a Bill Belichick answer. Bill Belichick situation. You know what? I think it makes all the sense in the world. Mac Jones and the 14th pick in the draft for Lamar Jackson. Who says no? I don't think... I don't think that the, that the Ravens can do much better than that, at least not right now. There doesn't seem to be much, if any, league-wide interest in Lamar. Mac Jones has proven, at least he did as a rookie, that he can play the position at a reasonably high level. And if the Ravens are going to go on the cheap at their quarterback position, they got three more years of his rookie contract. The 14th pick is no joke. I think it makes all the sense in the world that the Patriots are in any way interested in up, uh, upgrading their quarterback position. I mean, they should be very interested. That, that's the point in all of this. The guaranteed contract is what complicates the matter, and I understand that. But the reality is Lamar Jackson is a great player, and the Patriots don't have a great player at quarterback. No one understands better than they do the benefit of having a great player at quarterback. So I think that one makes all the sense in the world. Wouldn't it be ironic if it's Meek Mill? who ultimately winds up uh, facilitating the the deal. Number three. Uh, This is my green list of the top five things that come from the Lamar Jackson tweets of yesterday. The commanders are tanking. I have no other explanation. Their general manager, Martin Mayhew, said, yeah, you know, Lamar's a good player, but we're going with Sam and Jacoby. Let's make clear what he's talking about there. Jacoby Brissett, he's a good player. That's who you're talking about when you say he's a good player. Jacoby Brissett is an excellent backup. He might be the best backup quarterback you can have in the entire National Football League, but he is a well below average starter. If if you're going to start naming the best starting quarterbacks in the NFL, you're going to say a lot of names before you get to him. Sam Howell was a fifth-round pick out of North Carolina. The words, I'd rather have Sam Howell than Lamar Jackson at quarterback, have literally never been spoken aloud and consecutively in the history of the English language, and they are an affront to anybody paying attention. Now, the commanders are owned by a guy who is selling the team, who has made it fairly obvious through his actions that he's more than willing to stick it to everybody, and he's going to sell the team for $6 billion. Why wouldn't they do it? Uh, to me, for the Washington commanders to just take themselves out of it because they have Job- Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell is its insulting to the intelligence. I'm racking my brain to figure out how that could actually be their conclusion. So I guess if we're to play devil's advocate, if, if you were interested, if you were interested in Lamar Jackson, wouldn't this be the right thing to say publicly, right? Because... This is all a leverage play, right? You, you, what you're trying to do is posture yourself as best you possibly can. And in doing so, this is what you should say at the owners' meetings. It might not be what they think, but that's the only explanation I could possibly convince myself of, is that they're just saying this because this is the thing that you say when you recite these lines at these meetings. Absolutely. I, I, that, that's to go all the way back to when everyone was all upset because people were saying, oh, Atlanta took themselves out of it, this team, that team. I don't believe any of them anyway. But... To this point, every one of our reporters tells us we've not heard word one about a team making overtures for Lamar. And again, I think that is exclusively because of the guaranteed contract piece of it all. Is there something about the player that, that we don't know about? Because there's something about Lamar Jackson... That is not evident to the naked eye, to, 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 to fans yes. that watch. he is a player that teams are concerned will be prone to injury because of the style that he plays, and he wants a fully guaranteed contract. That's, that is what's holding this up. Is there if a fo- he didn't want a fully guaranteed contract, this would not be an issue. 
And look, I think that his style of play is a factor in this. But that said, they haven't given anybody else a fully guaranteed contract either. There is no football player in the world that is not prone to injury. And I have a hard time believing that the guaranteed contract thing is as big a white whale as it is. Like, no, it is. Theoretically, though, any player would, would want this. He's not really come out and... But no player has ever gotten it. Aside from Deshaun Watts. Yeah, and, and that was they were desperate. And all the other owners are enraged with the with the Haslam's for doing so that. So teams, what they're saying here, we would rather lose than win. No, they're saying we would rather lose then change everything that has made this business what it is. You know what? Lose the music. I'll finish the green list in a minute. Let me, let me explain something to you. The green list is brought to you by Sherwin-Williams. Ask Sherwin-Williams and save 35% on paints and stains now through April 3rd. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. You might say to yourself, why is this guaranteed contract business so important to NFL owners? Because they have a salary floor, a salary ceiling. It doesn't really impact how much money they spend on players. And that's true. But do you know what all of them see? They all see the Brooklyn Nets. They see the cautionary tale of allowing players to have control over their own destinies within the sport. As it is, the players are coming closer to that than these owners would like. Aaron Rodgers demands a trade. Lamar Jackson demands a trade. Other, Russell Wilson, others have demanded, for lack of a better word, a trade, and generally, because they can be disgruntled and you don't want certain players disgruntled, they can force their ways out. But when Kevin Durant can wake up one morning with four years left on a guaranteed contract and tell the Nets, I don't want to be here anymore, and three days later he's traded away and this franchise that you have built is now a shambles, you are starting from below zero, because you don't not only you, you're not even you haven't even torn it down. You've had to do things that you would never have wanted to do because you had to trade Kyrie Irving and you had to trade Kevin Durant. The NFL teams are looking at that and saying there, but for the grace of guaranteed contracts, go I. So the guaranteed contract thing is <clears throat> less about money and more about power and influence. In it's about judgment. it's about having control over your own business rather than giving it to people who do not have your interests at heart. So. Players, by definition, this is not a criticism, but Kevin Durant's primary concern is Kevin Durant. It isn't the Brooklyn Nets or the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns. And that's that's not a criticism. It shouldn't be. My primary concern is me. It's not ESPN. I happen to love it here and I've worked here 27 years and I want good things to happen, but not at the expense of me. And that's how players think. Mm. So the organization, and and, as, as well they should. Owners are saying, I'm taking care of me. Uh, the players are going to come and go. And I own this asset that is now worth $6 billion. Look, you can't own a team worse than Dan Snyder has, right? Can you own a team worse than he has? He has been as bad an owner. He has made everybody hate him. And he has, the team has been awful forever. And he has made so much money. And he, this, the, the, the valuation of the franchise from the time he bought it to now has gone from whatever he paid for it. Can I'll, you look up what he paid for it? He's going to sell this team for over $6 billion. This is the worst owner in the sport. You can't do a job worse, and he's going to make how much money? Stand by. I'll, I'll make sure I get this right. Look up what he paid for that team when he bought it, what, what, it, was, what it was worth mm-hmm. when he bought it, something like 20 years ago, right? He's owned it for something like 20 years. I'm looking it up. I don't know the exact number. So you say to yourself, is this important to the owners? Of course it's important to the owners. The option is you, you become the NBA, 
where the players now have extraordinary amounts of control over the things that go on. And if you're the owners, you don't like it, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. He paid $800 million for a franchise now worth five, six, seven times that. What, what uh, year was that that he paid it? That was in, let's see, I'm looking at the post, uh, 99, 1999. So 1999, so 24-ish years ago, he spent $800 billion on an asset. He mishandled it in every way you can mishandle something, and he is going to sell it for $6 billion. How do you like that business? <laughs> You want to be in that business? You want significant fundamental change to the operating structure of that business? No, you don't. You're not giving guaranteed contracts to players, and you'd much rather not win than that. You think Dan Snyder would trade those $6 billion for a Super Bowl ring? You could buy a Super Bowl ring for a hell of a lot less than $6 billion. You know how many playoff wins over that span? That they've had? Like one or two? One. 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 I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the team has been awful, and they've been the par- a social pariah. Like, everyone hates them. Everyone hated the name. His, all, his, his, his co-owners of his own franchise two, wanted out. There were two, two playoff games. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But the people who own the team with him wanted out. They wanted him out. They want him out. The other owners want him out. The fans are, are, are revolting. The, 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 you can't do a job worse. I mean, they keep our journalism side of things completely, like, way busier than they need to be. Every other year, there's something ridiculous. This is Every what I'm saying. Year. And yet, he made a killing. <laughs> <laughs> on that investment, right? It's one of the greatest investments in history, yeah. right? He went from being a very rich person to a much, much, much richer person. By doing everything wrong. By doing everything wrong. So if I'm in their shoes, I don't blame them. I don't want to give these guys guaranteed contracts either. I'm not giving you anything I don't have to give you if I own a business. That's just the way this stuff works. So that's why I say I think he's done there because they're not going to give him what he wants and I don't think he's going to take any less. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I need to finish the uh, the, the green list because it, it gets us to Rogers and the Jets and to all these other things. Uh, plus, uh, we got P- Bill Belichick to get to. Plus, we got a ton of other stuff that came out of the NFL owners' meetings. Plus, we got a lot of book stuff to get to today. So stay exactly where you are. We are just getting started. My name is Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greeny all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greeny greeny the podcast mar jackson just laid down the gauntlet he's not coming back and this is him publicly sharing his unhappiness i don't know how lamar ever goes back to play for the baltimore ravens all right let's finish the green list the list is what determines who matters in this business Green list. All right, so the green list, again, is my tough... So I figured out what's wrong with the sound here, guys. It's, my mic is incredibly low compared to, like, the production I just played is 100 times louder. So I'm just mentioning that. My apologies for having to do it on the air. I have no other way of delivering this message. Um, but my mic is extremely low, and everything else is extremely high. Having said that, I gave you three of the top five things that come from Lamar's tweets of yesterday. One, the Ravens need a quarterback. Two, Meek Mill is advising Robert Kraft, and Robert Kraft should listen. The Patriots are a team that should get Lamar Jackson. Three, the commanders are tanking. There's no other way to explain. They're saying, well, we're good with Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell. We don't need Lamar Jackson. Those are five, four, and three. Here comes two. Number two. The Jets are actively afraid of Aaron Rodgers. What the Jets should be doing is the Jets should be posturing publicly as though they're interested in Lamar Jackson. They should call up uh, Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets, should call Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Packers, and say, I want this trade done on my terms in the next 48 hours, or I'm calling Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to see if I can get a deal done with him. Because the Jets don't want to give up their first-round pick. I don't blame them for that. They have enormous leverage. There's another really, really, really good quarterback who has now made it clear he wants out. He is available for the highest bidder. And the Jets would be in no way wrong to use that as leverage. 
And the fact that they are as definitive as they are about not doing so. Is that the Joe Douglas soundbite I have up here? Is, is, that, is, that, is that what's here? So this is Joe Douglas basically saying, oh, no, Aaron. And that's who he's talking to. Oh, no, Aaron, we're not doing that. First of all, Lamar Jackson's a fantastic player. Um, but you know, where, where we stand is you know, it would be disingenuous in, in operating, negotiating in bad faith if we went down that path. Um, so right now we have our plan, we have our process, and we're sticking to that. What does that mean? It would be disingenuous to whom? It would be negotiating in bad faith? You wouldn't even consider Lamar Jackson? Like if the Aaron Rodgers thing for some reason falls through, there are any number of ways that could happen. I I think everyone thinks it's going to happen, but there would be nothing disingenuous about saying, here's another excellent player. I I don't even know what he's talking about. Who would he be being disingenuous to? Would that be disingenuous to Lamar? Would it be disingenuous to Gutekunst? I think he's talking to Rogers. I think he's actively afraid of hurting Rogers' feelings, which is fine with me because although I think that historically what we need to do is get Rogers here, then we need to hurt his feelings. <laughs> we need to make him mad because he's very good when he's angry. Am I seeing this wrong? No, I don't, I don't think so. The Jets have to feel really good about their position waiting it out if they're willing to publicly say this. I mean, that's... It seems to me that Joe Douglas is terrified that he's going to say something that bothers Aaron Rodgers enough that he spite retires. That's right. right. That's yeah. effectively where we are here. I get it. Yeah, I mean, or, or just says, okay, that's it. I'm no longer going to the Jets. Green Bay, deal with me. Right. Here's, here's, you owe me $60 million, deal with me. And, and then see what happens from that. So, again, my, my point is, uh, you can be confident that a deal is going to get done. You want to get it done on your terms. You have leverage. As George Costanza once said, you have hand. Use it. So I don't I don't understand why they wouldn't at least pretend that they're interested in something there. That's the business they have chosen. Number one. And then finally, I think it is not out of the question. This is my number one. We can lose the music on this, guys, and, and then we can talk this through. Bubba, you tell me what you think of this. And good morning, Bubba. We've not had a chance to say hello to you much. Hello. I do not think it is out of the question that Lamar Jackson does not play next year. I do not. Lamar, I, look, I don't know him. I can't pretend I know him personally. I, I'm not 100% sure I've ever actually met Lamar Jackson. If I have, it's been brief. But the overwhelming impression I have of him is that he is a person who is going to stick to his guns. He is going to say, no, no, this is what I want, and I'm not playing without it. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming in there. I, he's done everything everyone has told him not to do. Everyone told him, don't, don't demand a guaranteed contract. It's going to turn into this. Don't not have an agent. It's going to turn into this. But these are the same people who told him, don't be a quarterback. Be a wide receiver. And then two years later, he was the MVP. So I, I admire the chutzpah. You know, I, I, I like Lamar Jackson a lot. And I could see him saying, I'm not doing this your way. Everything I've done in my life, I've done my way. And it's worked. I'm doing this my way. And eventually, someone is going to give me what I want. And I could easily see that bleeding into the season. So let's start with this. I could easily see him not playing week one next year. And I don't think it's completely beyond the realm of possibility that he doesn't play at all. Let me ask you this. So plays for the Ravens, plays for someone else, doesn't play at all. Those are your three options I'm giving you. Likeliest to least likely. I think plays for someone else is overwhelmingly the likeliest. So you think the... The, the most likely thing to happen between now and the start of the season is that the Ravens trade him to another team. Yes. Okay. What's second? I think the second likeliest is 
So, so this is what Devin McCourty, who was very good, by the way, today. Devin McCourty, the, the now retired longtime New England Patriot, was in our studio on Get Up. And, you know, he's doing some analyst work. And I thought, did you think he was as good was, as I did? He was awesome. He was really good. You got my trivia question right. He got your trivia question right. Well, Hembo loves. See, Hembo is so predictable. Whenever we have like a guest in or something like that, Hembo always creates a trivia question to which they themselves are the answer. So before even looking at the question, I knew the answer was Devin McCourty. <laughs> <laughs> and the question was, uh, which, which defensive player has started the most NFL playoff games? Which is a pretty good... I would not... If Devin McCourty wasn't in our studio, I would never have guessed him. What I was striving for was to, for, for him to be the right answer and for him to get it wrong. I know, that's your dream. That's the maximum satisfaction. It never does, because these guys always guess themselves. <laughs> San, I remember when Mark Sanchez did it, he got it right. Rex has gotten it right. Everyone that is themselves, you but get right. Sanchez once guessed himself, and it was not him. Oh, that's it, better. That's, it was better. That's actually better. You correct yourself. <laughs> the only thing better than the answer being him and him not getting it right is the answer being someone else and him guessing himself. That's much funnier. The answer was like Tom Brady, and Mark was like, I think it's me. (laughs) What if you won a Super Bowl? (laughs) That's really funny. Okay, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, that Devin McCourty said, kept bringing up how much money Lamar Jackson hasn't made. And that's true. Lamar Jackson was the 32nd pick in the first round of the draft. So he has played five years. And he has made, what is the total? Like $20 million, right? It's, he, it's he something ma- like that. No, he is, to date, he has made $32 million. Almost, 32. Almost exactly what he will earn next year. Okay. So, so, so he has made less. Mm-hmm. I thought it was even less than that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that it has got to be galling, as it is for myself, for people to hear he's only made $20 million, when that obviously is more money than 99.9% of the people in the world will ever have. But let's just, let's just speak for what it is. This is Lamar Jackson we're talking about. So anyway, he has made less in his career than he stands to make by just signing the franchise tag. Hand him a pen, and he doubles the amount of money that he's made in his life. And that's got to be tough to walk away from. And so I guess to go back to what I was saying a minute ago, I think and I base this on nothing except my own sort of distant impression, he's just the kind of person who would do it. Mm. He would just say, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it your way. He hasn't done anything the way everyone has told him to do it. I could see him saying, this has worked for me. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. And I could see him not signing it and not playing. Now, Teddy Bruschi brought up a third option, which is not one you love, but that is he signs the franchise tag and then early in training camp to make a point Oh, hamstring hurts, and I'm, I'm, I'm not playing. I can't. Sorry, Coach, can't go this week. Teddy brought it up, and it has to be considered. Mm. I mean, it has to – by me, I mean, it has to be considered in this discussion Man. that that is one of the ways this thing could go. You hate to see it, but it's not impossible. And, and te- No, te- Teddy was excellent on this because what he demonstrated there is Lamar Jackson, even though he's powerless in terms of the Ravens have all the contract leverage, like all the official – he could still scuttle the whole thing. He could scuttle the Ravens' entire season if he truly wants to play dirty. And evidenced by the way that he released this information yesterday at the moment that John Harbaugh began answering questions at the owners' meetings, playing dirty is definitely on the list of options for Lamar Jackson. He'll do whatever he needs to, presumably. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Drivers who switch and save with Progressive Save nearly $700 on average. So, Bubba, I will ask you the question that Hembo asked me, but I will just ask you for one answer. In your opinion, 
What is the likeliest of these three scenarios? That week one of next season, Lamar Jackson is A, starting for the Ravens, B, not playing at all, C, starting for somebody else. I'm going to go with C, starting for somebody else. And who do you think that somebody else is? Give me a team. Give me a guess. Hmm, The Colts. I like that one. Cam, how about you? Which of those three scenarios is the likeliest? Uh, if I'm picking him not to start, is that the entire season or just the beginning of the season? Just the beginning. Then I pick that. I think that's most likely. I think he's not starting at the beginning of the season, and then I don't know what happens after and that. And then something happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, all these things are possible. I think the, the Le'Veon Bell path, if you will, is, is on the list of options. It's the only precedent that I can really find. So, so as a reminder, Le'Veon Bell played 2017 in Pittsburgh on the tag. They tagged him again. He refused to play. To play. He sat out. The Jets wound up signing him the year after. That was effectively the end of Le'Veon Bell as we knew it. Now, obviously, very different circumstances. One is a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. The other, a really good running back. But at that time, Le'Veon Bell was on something of a historic track. He was. It's a shame that his career became what it did. I don't know if his decision to do what he did is something that he has publicly talked about regretting or not. I do know that if that's the path that Lamar Jackson is going to follow, I would be awfully wary based upon that precedent. Look, I mean, Adam Gase is the one who ruined Le'Veon Bell. I, I have no idea what Bell had left, but Gase didn't want any part of having him on the team, and he made a point of that, um, which has always bothered me, and I've made no secret of it over the years. Okay, uh, a reminder, a very important one. The book is out next Tuesday, one week from today, the release of Got Your Number, my first ever sports book in which I decide by myself with extraordinary research for my main man, Hembo, who... Uh, deserves all the credit in the world for how well this book turned out. Who owns every number from 1 to 100 in sports history? It is available for pre-order anywhere you order your books right now. It's called Got Your Number. The author is me. We are doing a Talk Shop Live tonight. This will be our first debate. You can go to TalkShopLive.com, search my name, and you can register. You can be a part of it tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. It will be me and Hembo defending our picks against Ryan Clark and Chris Mad Dog Russo. I spoke to RC yesterday. He has let me know he's coming at us. Uh-oh. I'll talk to Mad Dog today, and it should be a fun debate. You can take part in the debate. You can be part of the conversation and get autographed copies of the book by signing up now. TalkShopLive.com. Search my name and be with us tonight. It should be great fun. We hope that you will be a part of the first debate of the Got Your Number era. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Hembo, Bubba, Cam, all uh, surrounding us here as we work our way into a really interesting part of the year. I think I mentioned while I was out last week, or I mentioned that while I was out last week, I did a ton of draft stuff. That was really all I could do. I was just sitting on a couch for pretty much the entire week. So I did a ton of players. So I'm as ready for the NFL. I could do the NFL draft tonight. Have you said, guys, the draft has been moved to tonight? If you could get me to Kansas City, I could do it. How many players have you done? I'm not allowed to fly yet, but, um, but I could do it. Um, I have not done as many as I will do. I've done 90, I want to say I'm at 96 players. Wow. There will be with the compensatory picks, I think 101 players picked on my watch. The first two nights, rounds one, two, and three, plus the compensatories, it's just over 100. And I, I plan to do between 120 and 140 players. So I've, I've made this joke before, but it's not really a joke. I try and have seen at least a little bit of tape, because there's YouTube clips of all these guys, and, and studied the notes on and learned at least a little something interesting about every player whose name will be called during my two nights in the draft, which is rounds one, two, and three. If at any point you hear the commissioner say a name of a player who has been selected and all you hear me say is Mel, then you know I didn't do him. So how many times has that happened to you? Uh, the first year, I think it was two or three. Last year, it was more. Last year, it was like six or seven. Huh. That third round. Never the first round. N- not the second round either. Um, but usually you know, when the Raiders would make their picks. There's, there's, there's surprises. The Raiders last year, the, my favorite pick last year was the Raiders picked Dylan Parham, who is, was an offensive lineman from Memphis. And, you know, they like to have celebrities come up and announce these picks. And so we were in Las Vegas. So Wayne Newton came up and announced that pick. And he did two things. He butchered the name Dylan Parham, which is a tough name. It's P-A-R-H-A-M. And, uh, and so he butchered the name. And then for whatever reason, he yelled, from Mississippi. Exactly like that. Like, I don't, that's, I guess, how he talks. I don't know. He goes, from Mississippi. And I had to come on and say, I believe he means Dylan Parham from Memphis, <laughs> which is who he was <laughs> and is. <laughs> he is not from Mississippi. Obviously, Wayne struggled with that card. He went to high school in Georgia. Yeah. He has nothing to do with Mississippi. This is, he, had a, he had a card of a different human. Uh, uh, perhaps, because the name that he read had nothing. I mean, I was just guessing. I honestly was guessing. The guys in my ear are like, I think it's. And I was like, I think he's I think trying to say Dylan Parham from, from, um, from Memphis. You know, I'm not a thousand percent sure, because what he just said has nothing to do with the person's name or alma mater. 
So that was, uh, that was, you know, those are the kinds of things that can happen when you're doing the draft. But I love it. I love that event. It's my favorite assignment of the year. Um, so I'm really ready to do it. So we can talk a little bit about that as we get closer to it. Another reminder tonight, TalkShopLive.com. Me, Hembo, Mad Dog Russo, Ryan Clark, 7 o'clock Eastern. Sign up now. You get autographed copies of the book and everything else, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. TalkShopLive.com. Search my name. Now. If you weren't already going to do it, you should do it because I'm a genius. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after its time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. I am a genius. And mine is that rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until after my time. And so I'm the one who was saying, back in the Mike and Mike days, when Cam Newton was the MVP of the league, this guy's getting hit too much. He is getting hit too much. And everyone was saying back to me, Greeny, you don't understand. He's so big. He's so strong. I remember Chris Carter saying something like, there's never been a quarterback built like this before. He's too big to get hurt. And of course, he's 33 years old and his career is over. I said the same thing about Lamar Jackson. He's getting hit too much. And here we are. He is a former league MVP and nobody wants him. Because one of the reasons is that they're afraid of the injuries. And I've been saying for two years, Josh Allen gets hit too much. And finally, his own boss, Sean McDermott, the coach of the Bills, agrees. I don't think that that's a healthy way to play quarterback in this league. It's really undefeated that things are going to happen when you play that, that style, that brand of football. And so we've got to get that adjusted. It's never going to go completely away, but it has to get to where it's workable. I don't want to take his, his personality away from him as far as that goes, his signature, but there needs to be an adjustment in that style of play. Why is everyone so afraid to take something away from Josh Allen? Like, what, when has it ever been a, a bad thing? People are like, well, he, he throws a lot of interceptions. Well, you can't take that away from him. Can't take what away from him? Is your objective to be Brett Favre or is it to be Tom Brady? Like, Brett Favre was an unbelievable quarterback, one of the best ever. You know why he didn't win a lot of games? Or, I mean, he won a lot of games. But you know why he didn't win a lot of championships? Because he threw so many interceptions. Because no one wanted to take away his personality. No one wanted to take away what makes him him. Josh Allen is getting hit too much, and he's throwing too many interceptions. And there's nothing wrong with saying it. This is not a, I'm not sitting here ripping Josh Allen. He's unbelievable. Josh Allen is going to win an MVP of this league at some point relatively soon if someone tells him, stop throwing so many interceptions and stop getting hit so much. Otherwise, he's going to have a shorter career than he should. I've been saying this forever. And look, I obviously don't root for the Bills. I root against the Bills, but I don't want to see that kid get hurt. No one's life is better because great, great, great football players are too hurt to play. Cam Newton should have had a much longer career. Josh Allen should have a long career. He's a great player. Unbelievable. Hall of Fame trajectory. He gets hit too much. And half of that is his fault. He runs himself into it all the time. They don't want to take away his personality. Well, you know what? Then prepare for him to be 33 years old and throwing at Auburn's Pro Day, which is what Cam Newton was doing the other day, or wherever. Where did he go to school? Wyoming? Mm -hmm. Is that where Josh Allen went to school? He'll be at Wyoming's Pro Day trying to get someone to take a chance on him because he'll be shot. Because quarterbacks are not meant to get hit that much. There's a reason that running backs don't get second contracts. These guys get hit like Cam Newton got hit like he was a running back. Josh Allen gets hit like he's a running back. Can't have it. So finally, the coach acknowledges it. 
I don't understand why everyone is so afraid to say, well, I can't coach that out of him. Why not? It's for his own good. So finally, someone has acknowledged the genius of that long time take. Stay close by. We're rolling today. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.